Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Cody Jansen here today with Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer is in transit, getting from Los Angeles back to Edmonton. Been keeping my eye on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Certainly some love for the Flintstones, which I appreciate. I do like to have a Flintstones episode whilst I have lunch. Uh, also, uh, Google saying Calgary games at 7.30, not 8.30. That, yeah, 7.30 our time. 8.30 Dallas time. So there's the difference there. And also, Cody, you'll be happy to know, uh, the one thought I have for Game 4 is the people need Cody Jansen on the play-by-play. Absolutely need. He's Electric City. Of course, you do call the uh, Saskatchewan Rush uh, lacrosse games, and I've heard them, and you are Electric City. I, I love Electric City as a describing you know <laughs> adjective or whatever you want to call it. Not an English person, but I mean, I think I'm going to start using that one. We'll throw it in the repertoire. Yeah. If there was an electric city, Cody Jansen's the mayor. That's what I know. That's Just trying to be Cam Moon here. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. And they're open tomorrow. Normally not. But because of the Oiler game, they're open. So you can book yourself in for a lovely little dinner and then just slide on over to Roger's place and you will be having yourself one amazing evening. So Roos Chris Steakhouse will be open tomorrow. Earlier this morning, we were able to catch up with uh, Bob Stoffer of the Oilers Radio Network and uh, have a discussion about uh, all things Oilers. We got Bob Stoffer, color analyst on the Oilers Radio Network and the regular host of this show, Oilers Now. Uh, Bob, first of all, let's get your thoughts on the game last night. What did you see? Well, first of all, thanks for doing the show today, Cam. Uh, you and Cody coming through for uh, Brennan and me. That, uh, it's very appreciative. Uh, obviously, as you know, travel plans have uh, dramatically changed here come playoff time and getting rest and that sort of thing is important. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Um, not that I underestimated the LA Kings, but I didn't know whether or not they would be able to bring that sort of game. Uh, I found it interesting that they healthy scratched Athanasiu and moved Ayafalo back to that top line with Kopitar and Kempe, which is what they were going with in the final two months of the season. Uh, I think that made a difference, getting a little bit more experience in the back end with Stetcher versus Spence clearly helped them as well. But LA brought it right from the get-go of the game. Uh, they were significantly more desperate than Edmonton. They continued to funnel a ton of shots on Mike Smith. Um, 
you know, Edmonton was maybe lucky to escape. Only down 2 nothing after one. The Oilers had a flurry late first, a flurry late second, and a flurry early third, but never really seemingly got in the game. So we are where we're at. Two and two, Cam, and Mike Smith sit with a 942 save percentage, which is a little bit concerning for me, you know, because he's played pretty well. I know people say, well, he cost him the first game. I don't buy that for a second. Um, the Oilers have got their work cut out for him, and they got to reestablish, you know, their game uh, come Tuesday night in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining us from Los Angeles. Uh, does it come down to, to physical play? I mean, in the first period, it looked like, like you said, L.A. was taking it to Edmonton. And in game three, the Oilers definitely imposed their will physically. How important do you think that is uh, being a part of things? Well, I, you know, L.A., there's no question L.A. was the team that was going yesterday. Um you know, I look at game two, I thought Edmonton was really wrapped it up. I wasn't sure that L.A. could forecheck like that because that's not really who they are. I mean, they're a team that sits there and plays a 1-3-1 and tries to capitalize on turnovers in your transition game. Uh, but they, in my mind, they kind of forecheck differently depending upon who the lines were. Kopitar and Deneau won the day yesterday. You know what? They, they won a lot of face-offs. They had a lot of puck possession. And the other thing I look to with Edmonton, because and I do think that Leon Drysaddle's laboring a bit right now. I think he's playing through something. Uh, but when I when I look at the Oilers under Jay Woodcroft, what I've noticed is as Nugent Hopkins goes and as Keith and Bouchard go, that often tells you how Edmonton's going to perform. And Keith and Bouchard have put together a bunch of pretty good games in a row here since the Minnesota game. And last night they had some issues. And uh, you look at that first uh, goal against. And Duncan tried to chip the puck up the ball. It hits the referee. And then uh, Evan Bouchard, you know, got sort of caught a little up ice. And then on the second one, it gets deflected by Keith and Lynette. They just had a, they just had a tough game, man. That's, that's, that's what it, they had a tough game. And then in terms of Nuge, he kind of drives their third line. And we know how many different parts of the game he touches. And I actually think he missed Derek Ryan a little bit last night. You know, Derek provides him some right shot support on the uh, face-offs. But, like, if they win the day with those guys, because Nurse and CeCe get the tougher defensive matchups, if they can tilt the ice with Keith and Bouchard and tilt the ice with Nugent Hopkins, they're probably going to win. So not to say those guys underperform compared to everybody else, but the reality of the situation is, if I'm an Oilers player or if I'm an Oilers coach, the only guys I was really comfortable with yesterday uh, were Mike Smith and probably Evander Kane. I thought Kane was quite engaged throughout the course of the game. Here with Bob Stoffer from Los Angeles. And, and that's where I was going to go next uh, with Derek Ryan out. He didn't play last night. It changes the dynamic of that line uh, with Nugent Hopkins and with Archibald prior to last night's game. And I know it's the playoffs. It's... The last thing you're going to get is a ton of information on injuries right. and where players are at. And that's just part of it. But uh, how big do you think it was having Derek Ryan out? I, well, I, I mean, I don't think it cost them a game because I thought L.A., they imposed their will right from the start of the game. Uh, it was funny. We were at the morning skate yesterday, Cam, and Ryan took a bunch of the early, uh, you know, sort of the three out when they ran through the lines. He took a couple, and then Broussard came in, and then we were, when we were on the early bus, and the early bus is for who, Cam? It's for closers, Bob. There we go. The early bus is for closers. Derek Broussard's walking to the game. 
at 415 because mm. you know when we're here now you know we're in la live we're literally a block from the arena uh if you're connor mcdavid you can't walk because you got six thousand fans all over you so <laughs> you know it's it's kind of and i i saw brassard i'm thinking to myself geez he's going over pretty early for a guy that's healthy scratch like what's going on here your spidey sense is tingling hey yeah, yeah, it was. And, I, you know, i got to tell you, if Derek can't go, I wonder whether or not they consider putting Shore in. Uh, I think Shore provides more speed. <clears throat> he played last year in the playoffs. You know, I kind of – it was an interesting decision. They gave Broussard the first opportunity. They need everybody – like Cam, even, you know what, in game three, L.A. had 19 shots on goal. They're going to put pucks on the net. You know that. That's what yep. they do. Um, now, the scoring chances, I saw David Staple stuff, and he had it like 20 to 10. I took a look at the expected goals today, a natural stat trick, and they said yesterday, five on five, the order should have had more expected goals in L.A. I didn't feel that being in the building. I thought that the orders were lucky to survive the first the way they did, even even lucky, frankly, to survive the second, only down two goals to have a puncher's chance because Smith obviously made the save in the breakaway. Now that said, Yamamoto hit a crossbar, but they hit two posts too. So the orders need everybody going and it'd be nice to see in the first five minutes, you know, the others jump them out of the gate and be all over them. Because I don't think we've really seen that. I know they've had the lead. You know, they got two quick ones in game three. Of course, in game two, you know, they won 6 nothing, but it was scoreless after one. But I don't think Edmonton necessarily had the throttle down early in any of the games so far. And, and maybe that's just a byproduct of how cautious L.A. can play at times. You don't want to completely sell out to create opportunities. But last night, to me, L.A. was the team that played with desperation. We'll see how the Oilers respond tomorrow night at Rogers Place. It's Bob Stoffer joining us from Los Angeles. Yeah, and Zach Cassian, he had a, a breakaway early in the game, too, that uh, didn't result in a, in a goal. I, in fact, I don't even think it resulted in a shot on goal, quite honestly. Uh, looking ahead. No, and- well, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, like, even there, like, if you get that one and that going against the flow of the game, you know, but they could have used it. You know, like, here's the thing. We're four games in. Connor's got one goal. Yeah. The Oilers have scored 17 goals in four games. So the scoring, like, and, and, you know, they shot the puck at 17% in the the third game of series to score eight goals. So maybe logic dictates they probably could have scored a couple yesterday. Maybe they should have only had five. Or six against LA the other game, but you know it's it's like Cam. If if we had sat down, I'll ask you. It's Sunday last week before Game One, and I tell you, Mike Smith had a nine forty two save percentage through the first four games, and you know you got uh, Jonathan Quick at eight ninety five through the first four games. Do you think it's a possibility that uh, the Oilers have swept the series? Yes, absolutely. So Number? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so here we're sitting at two two. That's that's a little bit concerning for me. I got to tell you. What do you expect in Game Five? I expect. My expectation is it'll be the Oilers' best first period of the series. That's my expectation. I expect the fans to be. Like, they're having to pump and work their fans to get the energy level. That's not happening in Edmonton. The energy levels there in that building, and you know, I mean, they've had. You know, they had a couple Stanley Cup runs, and it's L.A. It's not as feverish of a market as, I mean, there were a lot of Oilers fans at the games the last two, two games. But uh, I my expectation is the Oilers have their best first period of the series. I'd be disappointed if they didn't.
Bob Stoffer from Los Angeles. This is my last one for you because I know you got to go. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Barry Trotz out with the New York Islanders. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, the Oilers have made a lot of coaching changes. I think we both know that it's pretty clear the right decision was made in Edmonton with Dave Tippett and Jim Playfer and, and is part of the equation because those two guys were tied together. So I don't like being the guy that sits and goes, you know, what are they doing? But I gotta, I gotta say, given what they had, you know, they were on the road for the first, like, what was it, thirteen games of the season or something like that. Then they had injuries in COVID. I think he's a pretty good coach. I don't necessarily love how his teams play, but I don't always understand. I, like, I look at, I did Vancouver today. Like Bruce Boudreau, I, I know he's sixty-seven, but I'm getting the sense that they might be happy if he found something with another organization because he's only got a plus one deal. In other words, only for next year. Like that guy had a 649 winning percentage and resuscitated a bad team, the Vancouver Canucks. And, you know, the, the, the GM sitting there talking about analytics. Well, the numbers suggested maybe the team wasn't as good as the record is. You know, and, and I have time for analytics like the next guy, but I believe that certain coaches breed confidence in players offensively. And I think, you know, Boudreau does that. Trotz is a completely different type of coach. He's more defensive-minded with greater structure and process, and he, he builds confidence in his goaltenders. And they had pretty, you know what? Their goaltending wasn't, they couldn't score, and they're old. That's like one of the oldest teams in the NHL. Yeah. And they got older with some of the guys that they extended. That's how Lou rolls. Like, Lou literally, to me, Lou rolls like a bit of a, like a godfather in a mafia movie, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, can't Like, if you're Winnipeg, oh. consider bringing Barry Trotz back into Winnipeg? On the fact he's from Manitoba? Yeah, absolutely you do. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Were you surprised by it? Oh, I was absolutely stunned. And uh, he won't be out of work long if he chooses yeah. not to be. Yeah. Well, I believe he's, he's got a year left. Yeah. 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 You know he's represented by Gil Scott. Gil's son, Bill, works for the Oilers. Uh, Gil has both Boudreau and he's got Trot. So this will be... Really interesting to see how this plays out this summer with both guys. Because, yeah. you know, in Vancouver, Bruce is like a cult hero. And he helped keep the building full for the owner. And the owner's opinion is going to matter. Uh, and so, you know, it's you know it's funny. Eh? There, 649 winning percentage in the regular season there. 635 in the spring people. Yeah, but he's below 500 in the playoffs. Yeah. He's marginally below. You're playing against the best teams in the league in the playoffs. Exactly. He gets you to the playoffs. And so, anyhow, uh, circling back to the others, uh, Campbell, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing. You know, I think Edmonton's going to have a real good. Re- I'll be I'll be disappointed if the others don't have a great response early in tomorrow's game. You know, I think they're capable of doing that and setting the tone early, and I think they need to. Yeah, I expect the same as well. Hey, thanks for doing this. Have a safe flight, uh, and we're going to see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks to you and Cody for uh, helping us out here today. Anytime, just trying to help out. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, Bob Stoffer. that was uh, earlier today, and uh, they are traveling back from Los Angeles. Cam Moon here and Cody Jansen is... We are uh, holding this thing between the rails as best we can until Bob gets back. And uh, we, we want to hear from you on the uh, Ashley Fine Force text line about Barry Trotz. Where do you think he's going to end up? I, you can't think he'd be out of work for very long. And there are some teams looking. So 
you know, fire that over and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the Oilers Now Injury Report. This is Oilers Now at 630 Chet. we got Cam Moon and Cody Jansen here today. Bob making his way back from Los Angeles. The Edmonton Oilers and the Kings tomorrow. Game five, series tied at two games apiece. And we had uh, said before the break to let us know on the Ashley Fine Floors text line where you think Barry Trotz is going to end up. Uh, there's a couple already coming through here, Cody, for uh, Barry Trotz to Vegas. Troy and Hemi figures they're going to Vegas. So I, and, and that very well may be, but they still have to make some moves to make that happen. Uh, and I know Bob had talked about it. I definitely think that uh, Winnipeg is a strong possibility. Vegas doesn't make sense in a fact where I don't see Barry Trotz as a players coach per se. Like when I think of Vegas, I think especially with the addition of Jack Eichel, right? They just want to be freewheeling, fly all over the place. Not so much like they don't want discipline or anything, but they're not going to succeed with this structured system. They don't have that offensive ability to really sit back and win 2-1 hockey games. Were you surprised of the move today? Yeah. I mean, who wasn't, right? The Islanders, I think a lot of people, I'm pretty sure my preseason bracket had them going to the cup final. Not that I should be talking about it, but like I had high expectations for them. I don't think it's Trotz's fault that they failed this year. I look at the the four-year run of him in New York with the Islanders and regular season, 152, 102, and 34. Uh the previous three years, at the very least, they always won a round of the playoffs. This year, yeah, things went south. I'm sure there's multiple reasons. It didn't help that they started the season on the road while their building was being finished. And it, But you never know what's behind the scenes. And that it undoubtedly has something to do with it in this case. Um, whether it that be uh, a personality conflict or a, a difference in opinion when it comes to uh, philosophy of play or uh, utilization of players, all these things come into play. So maybe that was part of it. I, I don't know how it wouldn't be. How much do you think came into play that I don't think they really have gotten the most out of Barzell? I think that that's one guy who's never really unleashed his full potential, and maybe coaching plays a part there. Maybe, maybe that. Yeah, there's there'd be a lot of things because look, just looking at numbers, that's not telling you the whole story. I'll go to the Oilers now. Injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Well, for the Oilers, they had uh, Derek Ryan was out of the game last night. Although he did skate in the morning at the morning skate, uh, if you heard uh, Bob Stoffer allude to that earlier. That, so he wasn't in. I don't know what his status is. I'm guessing day to day. And for uh, the Los Angeles Kings, uh, Victor Ardvitson, he's still out. Uh, you know that Drew Doughty and you know uh, Sean Walker, they're, they're not going to play. So they've been out for a, you know, a long time. And uh, I don't know if uh, Andreas Athanasiu what the situation was there because he went from being on on the top line to being out 
and and I didn't hear if it was if that was injury related or if that was just out of the lineup related. Also, a note down in Colorado too. I'll add to it. No Darcy Kemper for them tonight versus yes. Nashville. Uh, Pavel Francou, Francou, yeah. Francou. He's going. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I think the Avalanche are going to be fine anyway. <laughs> Whether whether they have uh, Francois in goal or, or Darcy Kemper. Yeah, putting up six goals a game helps. It, it really does. It gives you a lot of leeway if you're putting up, uh, at the very least, uh, a touchdown without the convert. So I, I like the Colorado Avalanche's chances, but I'm also happy to know that uh, it wasn't a serious injury for Darcy Kemper. Uh, he is a quality young man and a fine goaltender. We have a jam-packed second hour. That's right. We're, we are squeezing everything we can into that second hour. We will talk with Jake Neighbors as uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings are getting set for Game 3 against the Red Deer Rebels. That one goes tonight in Red Deer. We will talk with our, our NHL insider, John Shannon, and the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Colin Chalk. So we have all of that coming up. But first, we do have the global news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell. This is Oilers Now on 630Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.